Hello, babies. Hello. <laughs> Howdy, cock smokes. How you doing? Hello, cock smokes. I haven't heard that in a long time. Yeah, that's a good one. one. I like I like cock smokes. I bet you do. Dillweed. Dillweed was another good one that you came out. You're coming up with some classic <laughs> insult names. Dillweed. Thanks. Dillweed. Thanks. Cock smokes. Thanks, you fucking pipsqueak. Yeah. This there is nothing. Uh, now you're reaching old school. Nah, old school. Is good. Pipsqueak is good. School that jokes right are. are yeah. I, I still find them funny. Did uh, they are any any name or anything that I found funny in eighth grade is still funny to me now. Definitely, like farted, Grant calls people fart jokes all the time. Grant calls people slap nuts all the time. That makes me giggle. <laughs> What's up, slap nuts? It's like it. This is funny. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It's funny. Yeah. Hey, uh, we are starting the show. We just had a conversation with Terrence Wheatley. Uh, so we may stick that at the end of this show uh, to make you listen to us. And then uh, then you get to listen to Terrence Wheatley, the one time second round pick of the uh, New England Patriots. So uh, instead of grab assing with you slap nuts, why don't we uh, start the show uh, with some opening takes? I'll throw it over to uh, the bottom of the totem pole of dumb himself. Ray, why don't you kick us off with uh, your stellar opening take? I'm sure it's going to be great. It takes $40 million for the NFLPA to come out and say that now that they want uh, all this turf taken away and they want grass because Aaron Rodgers, apparently with his Achilles uh, tendon tear, it was because of the AstroTurf. It wasn't anything else. So get rid of this synthetic AstroTurf. The NFLPA demands that we get grass through all 32 stadiums in the, or not 32, 30 stadiums in the NFL because one crybaby little bitch hurt his ankle. And I, for one, laugh at that because why why change it just because one guy did it i mean look at all the knee injuries and ankle injuries that happened before but just because this one guy who is going to be the face of the new york jets and probably bring him back to the super bowl has now injured and only played four snaps a little ridiculous of the nflpa in my opinion um thanks for that yet again your opinion is wrong uh stupid take but that's fine uh cooper cup uh started this uh, or extended this last year. They've been talking about changing the turf. Uh, the turf is horrible for the league. They all should go to the grass. The only reason they don't is it costs more money to maintain grass and the owners are cheap. Um, but if it takes Aaron Rodgers uh, being a cuck to get it done, fine. I'm good with that. No problem. Mm, get it done. That's fine. Uh, my opening take is uh, Patriot centric. Bobby, hope you don't du- duplicate too much here, but nope. uh, I am finally, I was resistant to start dumping on Belichick and, and on that train of get Belichick out of here. But I'm, I'm, I got one foot on the train, one foot on the platform. Uh, if the animals look up that song, uh, their lack of playmaking on offense is going to be the end of them this year. Uh, you take into the fact that you completely wasted last year with the walking nutsack and Patricia and judge on offense, his complete, uh, lack of desire to do anything remotely close, um, to, uh, um, uh, on the offensive side of the ball uh, is evident. It's clear. He can't even develop it now. Um, he doesn't have Tom Brady to hide those mistakes. And it and it became perfectly clear when Mac Jones, Mac Jones goes for over 300 yards and three touchdowns and you still lose um, because a guy can't get his foot in bounds, a six round rookie. It, 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 he, he's a detriment. He's becoming a detriment. If he's not already a detriment, he's going to be the reason why they lose more games than they win. I think I think that that's starting that tide is starting to turn. Um, so I'm jump. I'm one foot on the uh, get Bill out of here platform for me. Wow, that's a bold statement, Cotton. I like that topic. I want to discuss that more. Cool. Go ahead with your opening take. 
Uh, yeah, I think, well, well, we may not have duplication. We may share some of the same concerns. I do not share the same optimism that is so prevalent regarding the Patriots after this game. There is obviously a lot of good signs here, but the offense, it was the only difference to me, to my eye, that I saw this offense in last year was professional coaching. Professional coaching allowed the offensive line not to look like absolute shit, even though they were missing two starters. Adrian Clem deserves some he deserves a kudos for that. Okay. Because they went out there and they played professional coaching, had them actually have people that were, you know, just open occasionally for Mac Jones to throw the ball to, because there was professional offense routes open, but their absolute lack of they have, everything has to be picture perfect 100% for them to be successful. Other than that, it's, it's not going to work and it's not going to be sustainable. They're going to be the same team. The, the record might be a little bit different. The defense is better, but I don't share the optimism about the offense. Uh, well, we shall see. We're going to get into that. Uh, obviously, Patriots-Eagles will be the main point of the uh, the show here today. Uh, main takeaways, uh, the key points in that game. Um, uh, I lost my train of thought. Um, we'll do around the NFL. Obviously, some big stories coming around from the NFL. Uh, we've got a Bot Pods Basement Bets segment again, which should be uh, very entertaining and I'm sure educational. Uh, and then Simplest Minds of the Week, some good candidates for that one. So uh, let's go ahead and get the show started. Welcome to the Simple Minds Sports Show, Friday Rewind, September 15th. Welcome to the show. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you're welcome. Uh, if you're listening on your preferred podcast platforms, uh, wherever that may be, please tell your friends, uh, rate, subscribe, review, as, all, as well as tell your mothers. Always tell your mothers. Uh, and tell them about Shank It Golf. That's shankitgolf.com. Type in promo code SIMPLEMINDS for 15% off all your orders for some of the hippest golf swag as the season winds down. Uh, probably got some good sales going on as the season comes to an end. Uh, jump on those for next season. Um, golf season never ends when you're, uh, when you're at Shanky golf, just come <laughs> up with that, uh, Patriots, Eagles, Patriots fall in week one to the NFC reigning champs, 25 to 20. Uh, let me just give you the key turning points. Let's start there before we get into the takeaways. Um, some of the stuff that Bobby and I talked about, uh, turning points in this game, obviously the first one came very early, um, after what was a very promising first drive for the Patriots and Mac Jones, uh, they come back out, second drive, and then immediately throw a pick six, big play slay off the hands of Kendrick Bourne. Mac rushed the throw, um, just a sloppy, bad, bad tip, pick six, put him down early. The very next play for that offense, Zeke Elliott fumbles the ball in a slick environment with the rain coming down hard there to start the game. Um, you get down 16-0 early. They fight their way back, two touchdowns before the half. Uh, and then in the fourth quarter with nine minutes left, you convert a fourth down, fourth and eight in midfield. Then you're at the whatever they were, 20 something. And instead of kicking the field goal with nine minutes left to bring it to a five point game, they go for fourth and three. Uh, they don't get that. Um, consequently, later in the game, they could have been kicking a go ahead field goal with 30 seconds left. Instead, um, they're forced to go for it on fourth down where Booty doesn't get his foot down. Uh, to your point, Bobby, I thought the offense was inconsistent. Uh, after those first two, that's those touchdowns to end the first half. They were three and out three straight times or four straight times after that. 
Um, and just no run game to speak of. Hence Mac Jones, 54 pass attempts. Yep. Uh, those are my key takeaways uh, or key turning points in the game. I would say uh, if you want to add any more, feel free. Obviously the booty catches what people are, or non catches what people are making a big deal out of rightfully so, but um, Bobby, I'll throw it over you. Take it from there anywhere you want on the turning points. Yeah. At least the start with the run game. I think that that was kind of a product of the game plan and missing two starting guards. So I don't think they were too worried about that. And we kind of discussed that that would probably be the game plan to throw it. So I think you put in way new in there, they can run behind him. And also Ramondre Stevens was reportedly sick and he didn't look like himself. So no run game, whatever. But yeah, it, it, let's go into number one. Let's pretend the first quarter didn't happen. Okay. First quarter doesn't happen. We're in the second half. The team still isn't good enough. They get the ball on the 40 yard line twice to score a touchdown and win the game and they can't fucking do it. So I, I was, I, I was in it. I, I was, I was like once, uh, when Hertz fumbled, I'm like, they're going to win the fucking game. I like the whole game they they were coming back. And I was like, Oh my God, they're going to win the game. And then three and out bum. Okay. Fuck you. And then for some reason, the Eagles decide to not punt the ball and go for it, which hasn't been discussed because they won the game. So they do that. They stop them. And then now again, I'm like, Holy shit, they can win the game. And then, then they get down there and it's, it was I, I I think it was that's when one of the the sacks that Mac Jones took. I'm like, come on, man, throw the ball away. And it's just I don't even blame him because he he can't move that fast to take a quick step and throw it. He just doesn't he doesn't have that physical tool to do that to my to, to what it looks like. And I'm sure that's when the offensive line was tired and the defensive line stepped it up because I mean, I think it came off of Calvin Anderson. The guy hasn't played. He was on this list and he finally got beat on like his 70 fifth snap or whatever it was so yeah, and that's a that's a consequence of not being able to hold the ball for five seconds like yeah exactly and he, I, I mean to your play, point he was trying booting. to make a chunk play like to your point they just went three and out yeah. i'm sure in his mind he's like we got to make a play and you could see him trying to process it and and wait for a guy to get open and just yeah. they didn't have time it, and it almost boils down to like i, I think it, it's as simple as if Devonte parker was here we win the game probably not like probably. literally not like saying that saying that if you have Devontae parker he's your saver no he's just he makes those he won he would have juju got fucking benched in the second half like that's not getting talked about he got benched so then more snaps would have gone to him he he catches the ball when it's thrown to him he gets his feet down like so let's just, just talk about it, the wide receiver thing real so quick. frustrating so there's no depth that we, that we you know we know there's no depth but in more particularly I read a couple articles on this there's zero depth at that x wide receiver position and um everyone's new favorite darling is kendrick Bourne. but kendrick Bourne, by all reports can't under cannot comprehend an offense runs wrong routes doesn't break right is slow on his uh, on his breaks um is just a good athlete good with the ball but is not a supreme route runner. So he can't play the X. Then you've got the two rookies. Um, you've got uh, Pop Douglas, who doesn't know the X, and then Kayshawn Booty, who's the only other guy in the in the on the field for a wide receiver that knows the X, that knows Devontae Parker's position. So you've signed a guy in Devontae Parker to a three-year extension who hasn't played a full season basically his entire career, and the only guy you have to back him up is a sixth-round rookie who doesn't know that in the pros you need to get two feet down, not one. That's, that 
to your point, Bobby, I get it. You're right. If Devontae Parker's in there, he makes that catch or he makes a couple more catches. And yeah, they probably pull it out. They probably make enough plays. He's a better player than Kayshawn Booty. And that's a direct one-for-one substitution um, in that game. And it it goes to my greater point of Belichick has left them high and dry Couldn't with agree fucking more. playmakers. With Couldn't playmakers. More. Um, they just well, need let's one get more to guy. the key takeaways. Of- they just need one guy. One more guy. Oh, like a DeAndre Hopkins? Like a DeAndre Hopkins. <clears throat> yeah. Or a Tyquan Thornton developing in his third year. In the yeah, league. or if he could play. Yeah. Um, stick let's stick with the key points because I want to get back to the wide receiver. Ray, any takeaways on the uh key points there? The fumble, the interception, the Belichick not going for it, or Belichick uh, going for it, not kicking the field goal. Yeah, that's the only thing. And I don't know if you guys noticed it too, because Mac Jones on that fourth down on those both fourth down attempts. Did he not look flustered or scared? Like he was looking for ghosts around him. Like everything was rushed. Didn't he look like he was looking for a receiver? He was just looking at the pressure coming in because they were blitzing from both sides on him. So it almost looks like he needs to like develop like the, he's never going to be like a Brady, but Brady was always calm, cool. Peyton Manning, calm, cool yeah. collective under the, you know, fourth down because they just had that gene in him. Mac Jones yeah. may develop that, but it just looked like he was scared on those fourth down plays. Like he didn't want to fuck it up. No. I'll give him credit on the last Fucking throw of the no. game. The fourth and three, Juju ran the wrong route. Fourth yeah. and three was designed for Juju Smith. He went the wrong fucking way. So yeah. then uh, Mac tried to make a play and damn near did. On the Hunter Henry play, Hunter Henry stopped his fucking route. People are saying that, uh, like he Back always does, yeah, he doesn't know how it. to run. They don't know how to run routes. They don't have any playmakers. Well, even if he can complete that, watch back, him play yeah. again with Hunter Henry. Mac and, throws it and he yeah. has to make the one hand catch because he stops. He fucking stops. There's another play to Kendrick Bourne where Tony Romo gave him shit for putting on the wrong shoulder. He sat in the it was man to man coverage and he sat like it was his own. These guys don't mm. know how to play the receiver position. I'm not trying to be the greatest Mac supporter like I have been when, but like. You got it's got it's not. He went for over 300 yards and three touchdowns. He was the reason they were in that. You blame Belichick a lot on this, but is it Troy Brown's problem that he's not helping these guys develop? They suck. No, it's it's the it's the GM problem. That's what I'm asking. I didn't know. I didn't know if it was a wide receiver's coach. If they were running the the wrong routes, you you could possibly blame Troy Brown. I don't know how that works, but if they all have a history of it. He, Troy Brown can't make him run faster, but he can make him if he's supposed to break right and he fucking goes left. That's Troy Brown's problem. But that's that's reading it. That's reading outside coverage. I know because they run option versus man versus zone. That's the having a brain to actually do it. And these guys don't. They just don't. Kendrick Bourne doesn't. He's been here for three years. He doesn't. It, that's kind of proven. Kendrick uh, Devontae Parker is a throw me at the ball up down. the. They don't have that guy. They don't have a guy. They don't. They don't have a guy. Even and, even. um. Look, I think Juju is. I think Juju is a is a smart player. He probably does not have the offense yet. He hasn't practiced with the team all season. I think Juju Smith Schuster has been in some really terrific offenses. If you can play with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, you probably have a pretty good head offensively for the league. But he's way behind physically, and he's way behind in the in the in the play sheet. Other than that, I don't think any of these guys. I mean, who knows what the rookies have? But they're rookies. They're just like Juju. They're behind, right? You so, think second half of the season you're going to see a difference in these guys, though? Do you think they're going to? be able to equate to a normal offense or they're going to just be doing this kind of shit all season long. The only guy I expect to have a linear path if he stays healthy is Juju. That's it. Maybe Gasicki. I don't know enough about Gasicki in his past to know, like he seems like a, just an athlete guy too. Not a, not an offensive mind. The only guy I see a linear path of becoming more dependable is Juju. And that's it. 
everybody else has a track record that's been determined or they're rookies and rookies yeah. hit a wall. Rookies hit walls. So, and Keishon Booty was not known for his fucking headiness. Um, and who knows? I don't even know who Pop Douglas is. Uh, all I know is they didn't give him the ball enough because he's the only fast guy in their team and they were playing little swing out routes to the sideline that got him six yards with their fastest guy in their offense. So he's average height. So that's probably matching. He looked bigger than I thought he looked. I did too. I was like, Oh shit. Maybe it's a number. Maybe it's a number he's wearing. and makes him a little bigger. Maybe. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's my key takeaway and I'll, and I'll just throw this in there. You know, I wrote the blog today on it to toot. Troy Brown, Wes Welker, Randy Moss, Rob Gronkowski, Julian Elliman, Kayshawn Booty. Does one of those names not belong in that list? Yep. Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady. And say what you want about, you know, Troy Brown. Uh, you know, those fir- that first dynasty we all know was built on defense and ball control and it was a different M- NFL. But even Troy Brown, you take over every single wide receiver on this team right now. Beyond that, starting in 07, Brady had either a Hall of Famer or a borderline Hall of Famer together to throw to between between Welker and Moss and Edelman and Gronkowski. You want to throw Aaron Hernandez in there. Yes. He had the years hey. of Aaron Dobson and Kendall Tompkins, but they didn't R. do R. shit in those years. Right. Yeah. So to put that on Mac is just fucking crazy to me. G- go across the league. Jamar, like the top quarterbacks in the league right now. Go Chad ahead. Kelsey, Tyree go Kill, ahead. Jamar Chase, T. T. Higgins, uh, Keenan Allen, uh, Jets, Garrett Wilson, ha- Diggs, Stefan Diggs. Thank you. Uh, Justin Jefferson, uh, go down your top 15 quarterbacks in the NFL. They all CD lamb. They all have superior Supreme pass catchers. If not one, they have two and they're considered the best quarterbacks in the league. So to, to look at what fucking Mac Jones is throwing with when we all know that he's limited physically is a Bill Belichick problem. That's why I'm one foot on the platform here. It's you, you have to identify that and and do something about it. I fully agree. He has set this team up in classic Bill Belichick fashion, like Tom Brady's back there. If Tom Brady's on this team, they're a Super Bowl contender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're always on. But Brady, they, Brady wins that game Sunday, but, but, they, not fucking but Brady. they don't have that fucking guy. Like they have put. They put to wait like whatever is on Mac Jones's plate is way too much because he isn't good enough to handle it. Mac Jones would be a good quarterback if he had the 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 weapons of these other teams. He would be good. He would have his limitations, but it would be a much more functional thing. But when we watch this offense, we see it just break down sometimes because if the play isn't run perfectly within the margins, then it just doesn't work. Every single quarterback, just, no one's just going to run away. Every single quarterback that you mentioned in his draft class, Mac Jones' draft class, Calvin Ridley got acquired for Trevor Lawrence because he needed a blanket. Um, Surprisingly good. Justin Fields got uh, DJ Moore from Carolina. They made a trade, and they got Chase Claypool, who is a douchebag, but they still went out and got someone to help this guy get to the next level. Bill Belichick hasn't gotten anyone to help Mac Jones get to that next level. He's working with this bargain bin basement uh, dwelling of wide receivers. Yes, uh Hunter Henry is a good uh, tight end that was out there in Charger land, but now he is just another no name on this team. Basically, Mac Jones is just he's a good player. He's getting good. he's a good player. He's not one of those elite players that's going to make a difference where you can throw the ball to him ten times a game and he's going to get nine of those and get over a hundred yards. That's what these guys got. Trevor Lawrence got that guy. Uh, Justin Fields got that guy. So Mac Jones is still not being 
given the tools that he needs to get to that next level in the NFL. Yeah. And I think it's working against him. all of, you know, you're the quarterback in the NFL and it's all eyes are on you. And, you know, Brady is, has his halftime celebration and you, you're still yeah. in the wings of Tom Brady. So everybody has him to, to, to um, uh, compare him to. And to your point, Bobby Belichick has put him in the exact position as Tom Brady. So it's real easy to compare him to him and no Me? shit. He's falling short of him. And by the way, I keep hearing this. It's his third year. It's his third year. Plenty of uh, tape on Mac Jones. First of all, you've got two years of tape of Mac Jones. Mm -hmm. It's been one game played in his third year. Second of all, throw out last year. It's gone. There's nothing yeah. that you could take from last year from anybody on offense on this team. They, it was terrible. It was that bad. It was yeah. that bad. So you got his rookie year. So I look at it from, I'm not trying to take moral victories, but does Mac Jones look different or better than he looked as a rookie? And I would just 100%. say, yeah, I think there's, 100%. A, there's a marginal um, uptick in that. And I just think that that's probably going to be even more. Cause although I throw out last year, there is, you know, the physical time that he went through and he didn't have, he did learn for sure. Um, it's also his third offensive coordinator in three years. How many people are success? How many quarterbacks are successful with that? So I just think he should be That's getting more point. credit than, than the piles of blame that he's getting. I know there's a big sect of, of the fan base um, that are really high on him. Um, but you know, the guys I listen to are just fucking shit. <laughs> shit Matt Jones. And I'm like, I don't know what else you want him to do right now. He's limited physically. He's limited with his weapons and he's still, um, you know, almost brought the NFC champions to, you know, to a quickly too i know you want to move on but that interception wasn't even his fault born should have caught that ball mm. it was a bad it throw. was it, it was a bad throw a bad high throw. but it still should have been caught so i listened cool. to bernard on this it was bad routes by him and gasicki they were too crowded uh uh yeah. born did not sell his outside route to come back in and then mac rushed the throw and it was wet and it was a bad bad luck tip so i'm with you it hit his hands you know you could say that either way but it was it was it was high it was high, high. yeah but still, it wasn't. It wasn't one of those like it. It was a pick six, but it wasn't one of those ones that was right to Darius Slay, where he was just like, right. "Oh shit, look at this! I'm fucking like kind of like last year." There was a lot of those times where you're yeah. like, "Oh fuck, that was." Just it wasn't a bad, a bad read. decision or no, just a it was panic just one move. of those bad fucking execution. Move. Was, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm with That's you. All. Yeah, I think I I do think you know we're gonna see a marginal increase throughout the season here with Mac Jones and the offense. But it's going to be marginal. There's going to be a lot of games like this against good competition where it's going to come down to the last play. And eventually, you'd like to see him by midseason start pulling some of these out. Yeah. And, you know, I'll be the first one to say he doesn't have it if we continue to see this type of performance out of the quarterback. But right now, I still give him the I'm still giving him the uh, benefit of the doubt here. With and I already, already said I shot booty. I eat crow. I, I took it back after watching that first performance. And I know I pissed you off first quarter and I apologize because it's. But yeah, I eat crow. Mac Jones looked totally different from last year. Aren't you proud of me just not coming on showing you my asshole on the just the no now tooting, tooting, tooting. everything before the Terrence Wheatley uh beginning of that fucking interview is all making sense now. It's just you being like, You're so cool, Ray. You're so now it's all coming together. I see. Now it's all coming together. God, you're so in your own head. Um Let's uh, switch gears a little bit uh, to the defensive side of the ball. I thought Christian Gonzalez was everything that he should have been. First game as a rookie, played every single snap, had a nice path breakup at a big point in the game. Um, I guess I guess the tape shows he got beat a couple times by A.J. Brown, and Jalen Hurts just sucked balls this game and missed him. But uh, I thought Christian Gonzalez was good. I thought the defense held up. Um, I think the Eagles kind of stunk. But I, I did come out of this going, I don't know what the strength is. You know, there's a lot of plays made from the secondary. 
Um, Ushe and Judon got their, uh, you know, chalking sacks. Uh, Gonzalez had that sack from the corner position. Keon White looked good when he played. Keon White looked good. He I looked what, nasty. Do they Romo have was getting identity? a hard on on him too? Romo was getting a hard on talking about Keon every White. time. He, he, you could see, like, I, I made it a point to see when he was on the field, you would watch his linemen go back. And then after, if the ball went by him, he would run and chase that guy down. You see him trying to chase down Hertz? He was in yeah. full sprint mode. I'm like, holy fuck, this boy's moving right now. Mapu had a big hit. I thought he played well. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's three rookies on defense. They, they all played, which was like, sometimes you, rookies get built up, but then they don't play. Like, I think Keon Waite played 25% of the snaps and Mapu played like 15 snaps. So, which is still good for their first game. So I think we'll see an uptick. I mean, when those two guys are on the defense, I, you ask what's the strength of their defense? It's speed and cohesion. Like, they have which so fucking, many. Which is insane to say about the yes. Patriots defense. And it yes, has been, never happened before. Yeah. I don't know. They are fast. And and I think the cohesion point comes from most of the the core has been around for two years now. They know what each other are doing. They're spinning the dial. They, like they were confused. Like they literally can confuse it. I think they finally have some form of that amoeba defense that they've been doing. So when you like, what's the? It's just the, it's a cohesion and confusion, and they're fast. Yeah, for once. I think Bentley's a big part of that. And he's literally the only. He looked faster. He does, and he's literally the only linebacker they basically field out there. You know, you got Peppers, uh, Phillips, Duggar, Mapu, uh, Miles Bryant's had a good game. My, okay, it does need Bobby. to be said, Miles Bryant played well. Yep. We'll see uh, about that. Peppers hit on Hurts to jog that fumble. Oh, my God, it was awesome. Orgasmic. Um, did Jack – I didn't see – I mean, Jack Jones was out. He didn't play. He didn't play. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, they didn't even throw outside, so I really didn't even get to see much of you know that outside cornerback position. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I just don't know. I, I I think you're right. I think the strength of that defense is up the middle with their speed, you know, all the way from the D line to the to the secondary. Um, How would you know, like Jalen Mills on the secondary in the uh, playing safety? He barely I think, played. I thought he was pretty silent last game. I don't he barely know. played. He played like ten percent of the snaps. Wouldn't you just put then put him on the outside cornerback position, right Wait, side? They what did he, what did he play? Mills. They fucking what did he play again? I forgot. Jaylen I was just Mills. asking a question. They cut his ass. They played him four quarters in every preseason game. They fucking hate that guy. So he didn't play cornerback at all. I don't know. I, I don't know I, what I, he played. I'm just I looked at the wasn't your left and he played cornerback, like 10%, and I didn't see him on the field. What? He was, remember how Bill was saying like, "Oh, he's your cornerback. He's your starting cornerback. He's your number two. Brian, I think he was talking about. No, he was talking about Jalen Mills. Was he? Oh, he was talking about Miles Bryant. I'm sorry. He was wrong about Miles Bryant, too. Yeah, he's um, played good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I think that similar to last year, they're probably a tick better than last year. Uh, they can stay healthy, uh, which should keep most or all games in the mid to low 20s, um, which, you know, just take. I don't mean Let's to fucking toot too, too much, that's, but it's real. I do think the 25 stats real. And I also think that there's a good chance that they can do that 10 to 12 times this season, uh, especially now mm-hmm. with the Jets situation, which puts my prediction of 12 wins back on the table. Super Bowl back on. Your nuts back on the table. That's You're right. ready to go. You're ready to roll. Slap nuts. Uh, real quickly before we <laughs> uh, uh, head into the uh, headlines here, uh, any quick thoughts on the Brady halftime celebration? They didn't air it on TV. Do you guys go back and watch it on the. Yeah, closure. Closure. It was good for you, Ray. Uh yeah. I Did I get fun. an erection like for the first time since 1998? Maybe. 
Kelly have the best sex of her life? Maybe. DK. DK. DK G. DK G in the house. Did you watch it? No. Or no? I didn't see it. Uh, I listened to a snip. Uh, I started to listen to the YouTube and then it said nine minutes and I gave up. But I listened to snippets of the, uh, the key parts of the speech from Brady. Uh, Patriots.com crashed too when they uh, aired it. I thought That's it was cool. Can... I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, it, like it, this is a reason you're a fan. If you're a fan, that that's great. That's awesome. He did the run out. People got jacked up. Um, I wish the circumstances were a little bit better. Like I wish the team was a little bit better. I think yeah. that would have helped. Um, especially, you know, it helped that they scored those two touchdowns going to halftime. People. Oh my god, I was going to bring move. that up. If they didn't do that, how bad of a halftime would that have been? Brady <laughs> chance coming into the third quarter. It would have been it would have been a little rough. I didn't know what to expect. People were making a big deal that it was basically just an announcement to come back in in the in the summer because he's going to get into Patriots Hall of Fame. But um, I always just thought it was like closure. I always just thought it was a chance for him to say you know goodbye to the New England fans, and that's basically what it was. And I thought he did a fucking great job doing it. And I think that there were some real genuine parts there. I really think that he has had time to reflect and think like, holy shit, we did some amazing stuff uh, mm. with our time here. And you know, he had a chance to say it. So that was cool. Uh, that was cool. I think uh, they're, they have him locked in to come back contractually a couple times this year. And definitely 6-12-24 will be a uh, statue unveiling guaranteed outside of Gillette Stadium for Mr. Tom Brady. They should do a statue. Fuck yeah. Do you think it should be him doing the mountain of a statue? I, I've heard them doing the, the uh, let's fucking go. Or I th- just think it should be his form of throwing the ball he's got one of the tightest fucking fundamental forms throwing the ball yeah, or like, like he would always have his like like that that he did like one of those even but yeah if he has his like standing back that would work too he should or, be the jordan logo that bobby has on his hat like tom brady's form of of cock, fully cocked back about to throw the ball is kind of undeniable that is tom brady that's what mm. it looks like and it's the perfect form it should, or, it should be one of those cunty videos of him with logo. all his rings where he's sitting there like that. I think it should be the one where he's trying to high-five people and everyone's moving beside him and not high-fiving him. So if you're a fan, you can just walk up and high-five him, high-five the statue. Yeah. Or is yeah. Or going down the slide, going like this. <laughs> one of those. Yeah. One of those. Well, they're I mean, one of those are they're great choices, all of them. They'll all work. Maybe there should just be a music. Like a one piece. in each wing. Yeah. There should just like be Bobby's a, house. An art exactly. district, art district of statues of Tom Brady and all of his yeah. greatest moments. I mean, you could have like one for each deck. Like he has like so many different timelines of his career that you could just have different ones. You know, yeah, three Hall of Fame careers. They say. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Hall of Famers, let's throw over to headlines with the <laughs> obvious one. Generous, Richard. I what? thank you. That was that. nice. That, that was, was nice. nice. I appreciate that. Uh, as we've been talking about, the Patriots opened up the 2023 season with a 25 to 20 loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. Mac Jones is good, going 33 for 54 for 316 yards with three TDs and only one interception. Kendrick Bourne led Patriots receivers with six receptions, 64 yards, and two touchdowns. Next up for the Patriots is a divisional matchup with the Miami Dolphins on Sunday Night Football. Dolphins are currently two and a half point favorites. Uh, the Red Sox could be in last place in the AL East at week's end, and that puts a smile on everyone's face. And on this day in 1979, Red Sox Bob Watson is the first player to hit the cycle in both the AL and NL. He did it with the Astros back in the day. This has been Headlines with the Obvious One. Back to you there, Richard. Come have a 
Good old Bobby Watson. Hey, look, uh, we're going to skip your Bob Pot face and bets because we're late tonight because of Time Lord uh, Wheatley. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and it's fairly evident. We can get into it if you want to. Uh, but let's go to around the NFL. We'll touch on the your, – your prediction was the Patriots are back on top, AFC uh, East Division champions. Please go read the blog on SimplifiedSports.com. Okay, now again, another uh, another tip and trick uh, to enunci- enunciate when you speak, especially if you're asking someone. SimpleMindSports.com. Must be your mic. It must be your mic. You sound like an asshole. Uh, let's go with uh, around the testing, NFL. Testing, testing, testing. Nope, yep. still sound like an asshole. Yep, yep, yep. yep, yep. Okay. Sound like, smell like one. Uh, week one of the NFL, shit-ass day for quarterbacks and offense across the, across the league, uh, unless your name is Brock Purdy. Um, just a sloppy, sloppy day all around. A lot of people blame it on the CBA. You can talk about it if you want, but the lead story coming out of the day is Aaron Rodgers. We've been biting our tongue for the past hour, uh, to talk about this. So I'll throw it on out there. Everyone knows the story by now. Blown Achilles. Um, I, I've gone back and forth on whether I should be as happy about this as I am. But when I saw it, I didn't laugh because he got hurt. I laughed at how fucking predictable the whole situation is between Aaron Rodgers and the Jets and the hype and the the, uh, HBO show Hard Knocks and just the Jets thinking that they've (laughs) gone over this hurdle. And then like immediately, just immediately, it goes down (laughs) the fucking toilet. I just couldn't help but laugh. Mm. And then. In the morning, I woke up to you guys' text that he's blown his Achilles, and I like I woke up my wife. I'm like, you're never gonna fucking believe it. <laughs> <laughs> just fantastic. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. He's the most overrated player of his generation, and this just tacks onto it. Oh, it Go ahead, was Bobby, because I'm looking for something. It was just the most Jets thing that could ever happen. Like number one. Choosing to be a Jets fan is just a terrible, you have poor judgment if you've done this, number one. There is no reason to do it. There's there's other choices in your general area, and there's other teams in the NFL. So if you've chosen to done this, you deserve it. You're a moron. So it's just, it, it, there's nothing more Jets than the, these people were so jacked up. Brees Hall has a 26-yard run. Everyone's like, yeah, we're the Jets, baby. And then he just fucking sits it down. He's like, we're done. We're done. It's over. <laughs> J. Then they showed Salah's face. When they showed Robert Salah's face on the, he was just. Uh, Can I give you a little timeline real quick? Uh, Monday, eight twenty-six p.m. Richard McPhee, Aaron Rodgers hurt and out. LOL, sprained ankle. William Gately, ha 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 ha. Richard McPhee can't make this shit up. William Gately, fuck the Jets. Richard McPhee, that is so funny. William Gately, I love it, love it, love it. Fuck the Jets. Bobby Vine. Just sat it down, laugh out loud. Richard McPhee, toot toot, Jets going to jet, Rogers going to douche. That was our timeline when we found out that Rogers was injured. That's an inside look into the Simple Mind Sports Show text message chain. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious, though. Like, that's hilarious. That is so Jets culture that you get this guy, you think you're going to go for a Super Bowl run, just like when they got Brett Favre. Oh, everything's solved now. We got Brett Favre coming in. Aaron Rodgers comes in the same thing. They think they're going Super Bowl or bust. Well, you bust, boys. Bust, bust, bust. And then predictably, you know, Zach Wilson comes in and just looks like an absolute bozo with his hair on fire. Still hasn't learned a goddamn thing. Going to be the same. Somehow they pull out the game because Josh Allen is has a really rock full of, has a head full of rocks. Um, but and, yeah, I, it just it's just so Jets. Uh, could they? 
they're not going to rock bottom. Their defense is too good. I think Robert Sala is a joke. I think he's a tool bag. Uh, I don't think he's a professional coach, um, but I think that their defense has enough talent, and he's got the scheme is pretty they have good. good. Players on they have good receivers. They have good running backs. They have a good 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 players. No shit. Everyone wanted to go there to play with Aaron Rodgers to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, here they try to trade for Matt Stafford instead of sign Aaron. I did not hear this. Aaron I just I saw that in your email. I didn't know that. Yeah, so he was their <laughs> second choice. Good call by a good original call by the Jets. Mm. Let's go trade for a guy that has a broken back instead of a 40-year-old who's upside down in a dark room smoking ayahuasca. Yeah. <laughs> Take your pick, I guess. No, it just but the Brett Far, I mean the Aaron Rodgers thing, we were talking about it. I just didn't think it was gonna work out. You had the Jets being the Jets, and then Aaron Rodgers hasn't wanted to play football in a couple years. He nope. walks on the field this summer, sprains his calf. Doesn't play for a few weeks. Essentially barely sees the field until the first regular season game and four plays in blows his fucking Achilles. And then to your point, Ray, I was too hard on you. This now they're now he's blaming the turf on his Achilles blowing. Fuck no. you. Um, if they use it to get the turf changed, fine. But that's Aaron Rod- that's not why your Achilles blew, Aaron Rodgers. It's because your fucking health guru is too hopped up on shrooms oh, going no. into the going into the multiverse to let you let you know that your uh, your cap is a little tight. <laughs> Fucking douchebag! Your great peppered, yeah. No HBO Aaron Rodgers show. Yeah, I I am happy it happened. Fuck Aaron Rodgers. Fuck the Jets. I'm with you, Gately. Fuck you. Quickly, so quickly happy. though. Uh, what are they going to go? Seven wins. What's their what's their uh, ceiling this year? Now well, seven. Seven eight. last year. I go seven. But, I mean, yeah, they they're... snuck one out. Maybe eight. They snuck one out um sunday night so monday night gailey's been sending uh memes all day but this one really hit home the patriots traded down in the two- 2023 nfl draft with the steelers to block the jets from selecting oh, offensive tackle like broderick jones jets offensive tackle dwayne brown age 38 missed a block on the play that ended aaron Rodgers' season and it's a picture of bill belichick drinking that uh orange juice chess first not checkers chest first checkers bitches uh, talk to me about Josh Allen, Bobby. Do you, do you think this is just a, another one of his stupid hurdles? The, the bills will be okay. They're still in command of the division. Or do you think that it's a true downward trajectory for this player in this franchise? There's been smoke all off season regarding the bills. And it's with regards to the lack of, um, Stefan Diggs feels that the bills and some bills players aren't taking their Super Bowl run as seriously. Right, that's kind of the thing that he's they aren't as focused that the organization isn't going all in and that the quarterback isn't going all in. And I think his performance in week one showed that. Uh, I, I don't, I, I think they'll take a step back. They're still a good team, they'll win games. I, I mean, I don't know, maybe this is the type of thing that tanks him. You, you would think that that game at that point, how do you lose that game? That's really the only way you lose that game is by turning the ball over umpteen hundred times. So yeah, he's he's ever since Dayball left, he hasn't been the same guy. Yeah, I think, and we'll we'll talk Miami now. Who you know got into a shootout against the Chargers. Uh, Brandon Staley should be fired tomorrow. He's he might be the worst coach in the NFL. He they were, fucking, they were winning. He's a they fraud. were winning that game. He's a fraud. Yeah, he's riding the talent on that team, um, and he he's awful to let. I mean, I get Tyreek Hill is, you know, one of the top wide receivers in the league, but to let him do what he did and, and Tyreek Hill has one or two of these three of these games a year. And whenever it happens, it's like, you know who he is double team. Like, yeah. don't go one on one, like scheme your shit to not let him do that to you. 
What are you or doing? What the Patriots do? Let them catch it. Miami's wins being you. overblown because the Chargers suck. Like I they understand they have good suck. players. They fucking suck. Okay. They, like I'm sure that Miami will look good in this game, but it's not going to look like that. It's just a different thing. The Chargers suck. Miami also gave up over what 254 yards of rushing. Their defense didn't show up. They gave up 34 points, whatever, too. So that's a long way of saying, Ray, back to your bipod bets of the Patriots winning the division. I think you're I think you're realistically, if all the things uh work out on the Patriots offense as well as they possibly can, I think you're realistically looking at these three teams vying for 10, 11 wins in the division. I I think that's on the table fairly realistically. And let's not discount the fact that Miami is a full-on trash bag organization, and Terrence Wheatley agrees with me. He just knows Miami's going to Miami, and two of scrambled eggs, something's going to happen to that guy, and they got no answer for it. And the McDonald kid with the fucking glasses looks like a dork, uh, has McDaniels. yet to prove, McDaniel, sorry, has yet to prove that uh, he can coach himself out of a, a bad situation, which is no different than any other Miami coach that's been there for, since Don Shula. So, look, uh, divisions i think is up for grabs you got to handle your you got to handle your shit if you're the patriots you got to handle your shit should be interesting to see uh this sunday coming up just quickly we don't have it on here but you got any um off the cups uh predictions or thoughts on pats miami sunday i just have a question for both of you who do you put on waddle and who do you put on hill if jack jones is healthy and plays who do you i had this conversation jack with jones my cousin play. he's i think he's on ir is he? He's on. He's on four week IR. I didn't hear that. Do you think that's a suspension, or you think that's an internal? Sorry to interrupt. Do you think Jack Jones is an internal suspension, or do you think he's hurt? Well, yeah, I thought it was like a hamstring injury. Yeah, but like he played all preseason. Kind of like a Jordan uh, retiring to go play baseball. I had, or, I had like, hey, hey, that as a kind of like, uh, as an hey, shit bag, stop fucking off. We're putting you on the injured list for the oh. first four weeks, and we're not paying you. Fuck me, Bobby's right. I don't know. I just crossed my mind. Like he wasn't injured it's, all preseason. He played the last whole preseason know. game. Nothing. No report of an injury. And then all of a sudden, the course case gets dropped. And there's no uh, there's no repercussions for being a complete jackass, bringing guns to Logan. It wasn't and then his. All, all of a sudden, Jack Jones now is not playing for the first four weeks. Ah, and Robert Kraft had this big long discussion with Bill Belichick in the practice field before the first game. Ah. <laughs> okay, so I, who do you put Gonzalez on? Anyway. Go ahead, Bobby. Uh, Jonathan Jones goes on Tyreek Hill, hundred percent all day. And if you're if we're just manning for man man to man, then it's Gonzalez on, on, on model. But yeah. okay, they'll bracket okay. him. They'll bracket uh, Tyreek yeah. Hill. They'll play probably a two deep safety. Um, they'll let to a dink and dunk down the field, um, like he has the last five games and won all of those games. They won't let Tyreek Hill go for a hundred yards. Um. And Jalen Waddle will be the guy that beat him, that beats him if he does. Like last time, they broke that slant deep. Yeah, that. but if you have Christian Gonzalez now, I mean, he did look good after the first quarter. He looked good the last three quarters against uh, Devontae Smith. So they've never, they've never matched man to man on teams like this, even with Rebus. They've always they got, yeah. They're they've always fast. got a team defense. Mm-hmm. Amoeba, like Bobby said, they got speed now in, in that middle part of the field. They'll bracket Tyreek Hill, try to break him out of the game and see if someone else can beat him, I think. And Waddle can do it. To do. And now you got the Key and White kid. They got speed. They can maybe track down Tua and get after him. Uh, Mapu, you know, they got speed to take on 
I think it's going to be a real competitive game. I think it just it's it's going to come down to what came down to in the Eagles game. Just they Patriots can't make they can't throw a pick six. They can't fumble the ball, or they have to get the equivalent amount of turnovers. It just has to be that way. So they can't have a sloppy first quarter. They scored fourteen up theirs, and we didn't score any off ours. But you can't throw a pick six. I think it's literally just that simple. I think the defense. I think the Eagles have an equivalent offense to the the. Eagles, they're, they're equivalently good. Dolphins, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, uh, win the turnover battle and limit Tyree Kill. Don't let him beat you on big, big chunk plays and often show up. Keep two um, off. Keep that offense off the field. I mean, if you can rush for two, the Chargers could rush all over him. If Ramondre Stevens has a good practice this week and not have that uh, illness, I think that you just run the ball. You keep two off the field. You know it's Stevenson, right? You keep saying Stevens. I know that that's your. That's uh, my enunciation. Okay. Stevenson. Oh, yeah. Come on, you just, you just, you're, you're cutting off the last like corner, uh, syllable. Quarterback Mount Rushmore. Saving time. Cutting quarterback off the Mount Let's Rushmore. just stick with Ramadab and Ding Dong if we can moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Ramadab and Ding Dong. Ramadab and Ding Dong doesn't, uh, doesn't have that illness. We're good. Hey, real quick, Zeke. Um, I know the fumble was bad, but in terms of a backup running back when your first guy is uh, sick with the flu, looked okay. I mean, I could have, but it would have been okay to see less of them, but looked okay. Looked good. Yeah, no problem with Zeke. Yeah, I thought he was as advertised. Yep. Um, real quickly, are the other uh, stories. Uh, Chiefs lose on Thursday night to the Lions. Mahomes without his binky Kelsey uh, looks like a looks like a uh, not the greatest, uh, not the the goat as many people. The baby goat. I don't know. Is is that a uh, similar to what we just talked about? The greatest quarterbacks of all time, and and even now still have elite receivers. Even when when the great Patrick Mahomes is missing his binky, throwing the likes of Sky Moore. Uh, the offense looks to uh, fall flat. Did Brady ever lose to the Lions? Uh, no. Oh, weird. And uh, his name's not Travis Kelsey. Uh, it would be Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Now, that right? That one. Yep, they're dating. What? Wow. Hmm. Come on. Are Taylor. you serious? Mm-hmm. You can do better than that. Huh. Uh, like Brock. Taylor, Perry, that I'd is like see, just a bad I'd like move. to see Taylor with a guy like Brock. You know, just a real steady, average height. Uh, you know, fine gentlemen like Brock Purdy and the 49ers absolutely curb stomped uh, the Steelers and that amoebic. What I think two weeks ago or last show, I said the Steelers and Patriots were relatively close as a team. Nope, nope, nope. Steelers offense is putrid. putrid. How long is I Mike think- Tomlin going to keep getting a pass for having these likes just like getting embarrassed and being average? Well, he never has a losing season, so. I don't know. So it's probably gonna be a couple more yeah. years. They've only had three coaches like in their history. So. Yeah, him, Cower, and Chuck Norris. Yeah, yeah, Chuck Norris. So Chuck, Chuck, Chuck Norris. Norris is... Yeah, Chuck Norris. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Norris once chopped down a tree Chuck in the no. Appalachian, and then was the coach of the Pittsburgh yeah, Steelers. Fucking Chuck Norris, that motherfucker's <laughs> done it all. Uh, the Forty Nine ers that good, or the Steelers that bad, or somewhere in between? Both. Forty Nine ers look nasty. That defense. Bosa, I mean, it's going to be a hard team to beat, but uh, I think Kenny Pickett in his little hands, uh, he's not on the same page. I guess, uh, was it Deontay Johnson? or One of the receivers went on social media and was liking all the stuff about like everything and criticizing Kenny Pickett, so there's turmoil there in Pittsburgh. Uh, the 49ers, I, I mean, they have the perfect offense. Ayuk looked ridiculous. Debo Samuel's still good. I mean, Kittle's a good tight end. And McCaffrey is McCaffrey. They're, like they're just they're good. That fucking run that he had, that catch, and just gone. There's yeah. no reason they shouldn't win. There's no reason they shouldn't have won in the past two years. 
um, I don't know, Kyle Shanahan gets in the way or injuries and they can't overcome them, but, um, we'll see. Yeah. I, that was, I know not to overreact to week one, but that Steelers offense is bad. It's bad. It's bad. Another win um, for the Patriots then. Was that another win for the Patriots? Cause we play them. So after looking I mean, at I that. predicted, I don't know what you guys had in that game. Uh, <laughs> Giants, uh, absolutely pathetic showing against the Cowboys. Everything is kind of showing out the way I, I looked at it. The Cowboys are always good early. The my, the Dolphins are always good early. Um, I don't think the Giants are that bad, but I'm not high on the Giants. People were high on the Giants, seven, eight wins. I I have no faith in Daniel Jones. I just don't. I you got paid. I don't you know how paid. And I know nothing about the rest of their team, but either way, I just... Four, what did they lose? 38 to nothing or something? 49. 40. 40. That would be nothing. four zero. Let me enunciate that a little better for you. Four I mean, zero. Don't overreact to week one, but 40 nothing is 40 nothing. I mean, fuck. On national TV, the Sunday night game. It's your arch rival. I mean, come on. Like, that's not good. Pretty fucking bad. That's a hard hill to yeah. climb up. I work with a lot of Giants fans and they are quite salty. Quite salty. So, what do they, what do they think? What's the problem? Well, they, they, they can't even, they haven't gotten themselves to rationally discuss it. They're still so mad. And then there's also so many just uh, absolutely overbearing cowboy fans. They keep working 40 to zero in like they'll just like walk by and be like, oh, yeah. So uh, thanks for that email, Rich. Like I got that done as fast as I could in like 40 seconds with zero pushback. Like stuff like that, like just making all sorts of digs. Yeah, twenty eight to three kind of thing. As wound up as possible. Nice. Who had that twenty eight to three dig on Matt Ryan and Matt Ryan's this first broadcast booth? I don't know the guy, but that was fucking hilarious. Matt Ryan's first time in the broadcast. Oh, I don't know if it's first time, but in the broadcast, it was booth. first game. Yeah, first yeah. game. He drops. The 20... <laughs> he trolled him. <laughs> twenty eight yeah. to three. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> really. Oh yeah, he said. You know, it feels like Minnesota should be winning twenty eight to three, but you know, right why now. not? Why aren't they, Ryan? Why aren't they, Matt? Takes like a mini pause and well, turn just flashes between his eyes, <laughs> through his eyes. Yeah. Turnovers, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then lastly, here the Bengals blow. Care to uh, care to speak on that, Raymond? Uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals blowing. Never use your first round and fifth round fantasy picks to keep these two fools because you are going to have to do the bon voyage of Renee when you do. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's a little insight into our fantasy football league. Uh, they won't be this bad. They're, they're too good to be this bad, but, uh, does it say anything about the Browns? They Miles own Jared Burrow. looks I think, freaking ridiculous. You see him doing the crossover? He yeah. Was like, the Gerald Esposito that fucking was like, move. that was like, like frightening. Yeah. Did you see that Bobby? <laughs> no. What? He just stood. There was basically a zero, a zero defensive line coverage against the offensive line. He stood in front of the center and just did like a mimic basketball through the legs crossover move and then <laughs> like hezied left and then broke right and just swim move through the center and fucking tack and tackled burrow it was oh dude, my god yeah it was like playing with his food it was <laughs> yeah. it was funny though that no one's talking about like watson didn't have a bad game no one wants to talk about that that defense looks fucking deadly they could be a problem in the afc north I don't understand why people weren't talking about Deshaun Watson. I get he diddles women, but like he was a top five quarterback before all the shit went down. He's a supreme athlete. He's got Amari Cooper who has not not had a one thousand yard receiving year in a season. He's got other players around him. Like Deshaun Watson, very well could be another elite quarterback if his shit screwed on tight. 
It is Cleveland, so they, you know, it's a very Jets situation. I'm sure they'll screw it up, but like, yeah, I feel like it's coming. I just don't see that. There's no way that the Brown, they're not going to sustain this shit. They're going to brown it. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, some hollow uh, stats are probably in their future, but um, I don't know. You do that to the Bengals. What can you say? Scoreboard. Scoreboard Any other anything else jump out of you week one? I missed. Vikings losing to Tampa Bay. Ooh. I mean, one thing that jumped out is um yeah, all the teams that we said were gonna be bad, the Rams beat the shit out of the um Seahawks. The Seahawks, the Buccaneers winning a game. Uh, the Vikings, then there was another uh what, what was the other team that was Cardinals in fucking Washington. I thought the Cardinals were supposed to be yeah, the Cardinals in Washington. Washington I mean, the Commanders lost. eventually won, but yeah, it was just to- it was total know. week one chaos. Um, yeah, I was well, I wasn't with you on the Rams. I think Matt Stafford's too good for the Rams to be bad, and I don't think Geno Smith can duplicate what he did last year. I think he's too bad for the Seattle to be good. So, but I was wrong about. I mean, maybe I wasn't wrong about Minnesota, but it was surprising to see them have as bad of a game as they did. Um, turnovers the killed them. Maybe? Um, yeah, I thought the Raiders were going to be dog shit and Jimmy G Jimmy G just wins, man. I don't, you know, he'll be hurt though. Mid season. And yeah, they'll be like four and two and then it'll be done. Mm-hmm. Brian Hoyer's their backup. So, Oh God. <laughs> Maybe they are playoff bound. Good luck. Uh, that NFC South blows that division. Those games are bad. I mean, Saints, but John Robinson, I guess you think Atlanta's going to be good because of Bashan Robinson. No, but that fucking move that he had for that touchdown was... Yeah, Tyler Algier outrushed him. If you look at the stats, he had a better game. Than... I don't have any faith in Atlanta. But no, yes, I don't either, sense. but I, just, I thought it was a very nice move. Ritter, what's your Bryce name? Young Ritter? Ritter? gets split in half. Huh? What's the quarterback? Ritter? Yeah. Ritter, yeah. I watched a little Desmond bit of that game Ritter. on Red Zone. He sucks. He's not a quarterback. Oh, yeah. He's just an athlete throwing the ball. They keep so. throwing fucking shit at the wall trying to make it stick down there, and it's not working. Yeah, they should call Mike Vick back. He's on the uh, Mount Rushmore. Mount, Mount Rushmore. Rushmore for Terrence Wheatley's quarterbacks of all time. So, <laughs> and Peta's Mount Rushmore for assholes of all time. <laughs> they never forget. They never forget. All right, uh, real quick, simplest minds of the week to end the show. I'll be right back. Are you stupid or something? Mama says stupid as a stupid does. Thought I had one more sip for this. Nope. Uh, kick it off with the Bills owner, and I guess some other owners are getting wrapped into this lawsuit. The uh, racist Jones like, now. Yeah. Well, that doesn't surprise me. I'm surprised that this is the first we've heard of that. Um, <laughs> uh, racist comment by Terry Pegula. Who? Pegula. Pegula. P- Pegula. Who is, by all accounts, you remember the story that they were um, uh, looking to build a new stadium, and they were. Uh, not going to pay for themselves and they end up basically it was all going to be taxed. I forget the whole story, but they were going to screw over the state of New York. Everybody. Yeah. They were like screw. threatening to move to Toronto over it. Right. I think yeah, that's Anthony right. K yeah. was the one that I was talking about. Remember Anthony K yeah. was like, Oh, just come to Toronto. Right, right, right. We'll pay right. for it yeah. or we'll go to Toronto. Fuck you. Yeah. That's so he's a real, what I thought it was. he's a bit of an asshole. And uh, this tax onto it, he said, uh, quote, allegedly, I think quote, uh, if the black players don't like it here, they should go back to Africa and see how bad it is. End quote. That's going to get you in some tabloids, I think. And I apparently think be on selling a the team. official law document. You think he, they'll force the sell over that? Well, look at the Clippers guy. Uh, what, well, what if say? he did more, if they that. verified that he says it, if it's verified, like if they can verify that he says it, I don't see how the NFL can let him continue to be an owner. Oh, it's the NFL. They'll let him they, they, uh, over a comment. 
I think. Oh, I, didn't I, they make the Panthers owner sell because of something similar to this? The Panthers owner sold before he got into it because he didn't oh. get into it and really probably didn't give you. a shit and made whatever mm. billion dollars he made on the sale. Gotcha. Um, maybe it goes the same way. Maybe if he sees a, a wrath of shit coming his way, then he gets out. But um, Don Sterling had like he was not letting people in the building and like not allowing uh, uh certain athletes to join him on suites and things like that i thought his and, girlfriend like recorded him saying like a bunch of shit and like that's yeah how, and then like oh there was recordings yeah yeah and then yeah there were there were proper recordings of saying like magic johnson can't come to this event or whatever and then he went through with it of not allowing magic johnson to come to the event specifically because he was black something like that um, was that or the aids well Either way, stay, stay positive. Well, either way, you're probably, you're not long for this world. Um, and shit like that, like guys like that, we only hear a portion of it. Like guy billionaires who are forced out of positions um, legally or 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 violently, we probably won't get the tip of the iceberg. There is probably a mountain of shit that is put in front of them that say this will all come to light unless you. Well, that isn't the first time he said something like that. Right. <laughs> yeah, sure. exactly. It's not it's like that slips Imagine off his sex exchange. Yeah. He wasn't like, whoop, that's out of character. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie. Whoopsie. Yeah. And I'm sure Terry Pegula, who's, you know, I'm sure it's the same for him, but who knows what they have uh, on him. Um, we'll see. Um, that's more of a serious simplest minds. He's just a fucking dumbass or a piece of shit racist. Uh, this guy, this guy next up here is, I don't know if this belongs in simplest minds or most courageous minds, but uh, I, I, my headline was man's dreams crushed by the U S coast guard because <laughs> some guy wanted to pedal his hamster wheel across the Atlantic and the U S <laughs> coast guard said no. In response, he threatened to blow himself up. <laughs> Because it Which wasn't is the right thing to do, man. Like, how do you not respect that move? First of all, <laughs> why would you have to register your hamster wheel? Number one, and if you're the Coast Guard and this guy just wants to paddle along, just let him fucking go. Let him go. Turn your eyes until he gets to international water. Then it's not your problem anymore. Exactly. Uh, yeah, registering a inflatable uh, hamster wheel. You know what a libtard fucking. Over government. Thanks, Obama. You know, just let him go. Just <laughs> what do you need a license plate for that shit for? But the old uh, I got a bomb. He knew he knew it was coming. And he thought he was gonna get by. I am curious. The picture of it was, you know, it's a wheel. It looked unsinkable. I mean, I think it was a foolproof plan. What is the plan though? It's gotta take weeks to pedal across. Where was he the going? Where's yeah, where were you going? <laughs> He's going to Cherio London, mate. It's not that far. I can see it from the Cape. Yeah. Let's go. Although, I don't know. You got to ride the tides there. You probably would end up in, like, fucking Morocco, Libya, something. Not exactly where he's shooting for. I, I just, yeah. I don't know what those people's plans are. I'd really like to see an interview on that. See? These are the things that we need to ask. We need press passes. That would be the first question. What was your end game? Like My what? first question would be, where do you shit? In the ocean? Gotta... You know, aqua dump? So you exit the hamster wheel, jump in the Atlantic oh, with a no, rope no. like Hank fucking nope. like Tom nope. Hanks and Castaway and just wow. aqua dump in the salty water, the frozen North Atlantic salty water. You're you know, clean your butthole faster than a goddamn be clean, though. It would be clean. 
a lot of questions about what, what, what was going to eat. Be. What the fuck? How was he going to eat? He wouldn't have to worry about shitting if you're not well, eating. That was my other question: is where, yeah. where that would be my first from, question. From where are your where's the food? Do he was going to fish. He was going to fish off the hand. Where's the pole? <laughs> it's I see a pole. It's pretty. Where's roomy the bomb? Does he actually where's have the a bomb? bomb? Are you smart enough to make a bomb? That'd be a question. He's like, do you see this hamster wheel, bitch? Are you smart enough to make this? Or just bought one off Amazon. I'll blow you up right now. Anyway, good for that guy. Uh, man's dreams crushed by the U.S. Coast Guard. Hopefully, you know he tries again in a you know more lenient Hopefully. state. We'll just register the damn thing, and you can do it whenever you want. You know, you don't come to this show for just entertainment. Imagine he, learn, does, okay? imagine he goes and registers it and the Coast Guard goes to pull him over. And he's like, here's the registration. Fuck you. <laughs> I got my fucking papers. <laughs> Good luck, buddy. And then the bomb They're goes like, off. They're like, all right, whatever. They just, just blows off on the, yeah. uh, on the horizon. Yeah. 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 Uh, this has been the Sim Mind Sports Show. Friday Rewind, September 15th. Uh, see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You have a lot of editing to do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's a little cleaner with the two shows. You kind of know what the breaks are. It's okay. Sorry. Less work in the front end, more in the back end. Just like your mother. Mother. <laughs> What's up? Hello there. Going on. How are you? Doing Thanks good. How are you guys doing? Very good. Just fine. Good, good, good. Glad, glad you could join us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Sorry for uh, being a few minutes late. It's pitching uh, hour over here with three kids. Yeah. No. No. Uh, no where are the kids? You were you taking a shit or you're just dealing with the kids? Uh, I would rather be taking a shit than dealing with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's a much more enjoyable experience. Uh, so with us is Terrence Wheatley on the Superman Sports Show, uh, former second-round pick of the New England Patriots, uh, University of Colorado alumni. Uh, welcome to the show, Terrence. Appreciate you showing up. Yeah, thanks for having me. Pleasure to be with you all. Uh, so yeah, like I said, we got some questions for you. Throw over to Ray. We'll uh, kind of dip into uh, topics. Yeah, awesome. Fire. Let's go. Uh, former Colorado Buffalo, like Rich just said, uh, do you like what Dion's doing with your program? Because a lot of people are complaining that he's ruining college football with all this uh, transfer portal he's got going on this year. Well, I, I will tell you for a little while there, I don't think anybody knew what the hell was going on. Um, <laughs> you know, I was talking to folks and I'm I'm getting all sorts of different answers. So I think everybody in Buff Nation was a little bit a little bit concerned. Right. It's like, what the hell is what the hell is happening? Right. I've, I've never seen a mass exodus of players like that. So. To be honest, at this point, who gives a shit? It's working. Um, you know, I, I've been, you know, a, a big supporter of of everybody up there. Um, you know, I talked to Rick Jorsey quite a bit. And, you know, I think it was needed, to be honest. I think the culture needed to change. I've never seen the culture change that fast. Uh, I've never seen it done that way. Um, you know, when I changed from Barnett over to Hawkins, he made a not a similar speech, but kind of this is my ship type of speech. But I've never heard anybody say, hey, if you're not about to get the hell out, right? I, that's that's unheard of. But if you look at what they're doing now, I mean, they believe, right? And it's not even like they're just the talk of college football. I mean, they're really the talk of all sports. Yeah. They no. doubled their win total, too, already, too. So, well, <laughs> when you only, when you only, 
<laughs> we only won the damn game. That's not that hard, but <laughs> got this math, man. <laughs> we take simple math in this show. We'll take the one one plus one. And yeah, Co- yeah it's, it's very it's very simple. <laughs> coach Coach still has his foot, right? They didn't take that. Yeah, he's, he still he still has it. He still he still gets around. I think I think he'll be, he'll be all right. So that'll be. Good. I was I was actually I was in Colorado. I was actually on that campus. I stayed like a half mile. And I tell you guys, I stayed a half mile from that last week. And it's been a long time since been on a college campus before. And I don't know uh, how close you're with it, Terrence, but and I hope you don't take offense to this, but they are all um, douchebags, every single one of them. They all. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the it's the rich rich West Coast kids that couldn't get in the <laughs> Not there wasn't a single white guy without some type of long flowy hair, his shirt off, playing beer pong, um, with you know, I mean, just the most quintessential <laughs> college look that you could think of. And, I mean, uh, it's it's a very to be politically correct, I guess, eclectic campus. Uh, you will <laughs> see all sorts of shit that you'll probably never see anywhere else. I, I remember one time I was walking to just, I think I was going to like one of my econ classes and I saw a barefoot Asian guy with dreads longer than mine. Um, <laughs> if that gives you any indication who's on campus. He was probably all hopped up on some designer drug that like, you know, only half oh, the population yeah. could even afford. Yeah, he was, yeah. It looked like he was feeling okay because it was, it was fucking cold. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was January at the time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm I'm going inside, bro. It's a little too cold for me. Bobby? So what got you what so obviously you played at college, played in the pros. Out of those, what got your juices flowing more? Running out for Colorado, running out for the pro teams, or was it even playing high school football? Like what what really got you more excited to to run out on the field for? Um, really all of it, man. I mean, your first college game obviously is, is going to be interesting, right? Especially, well, I guess for me, maybe not so much because playing in Texas, you know, you have, oh shit, my high school stadium was 12,000 people, yeah. right? So when I get to Boulder and they're like, oh man, you're playing in my high stadium, it's, you know, 40,000. I'm like, all right, well, give a shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then obviously when you're in New England, running out the first time and you're standing next to Tom Brady, it's like, holy shit, this is real. Uh, this is not Madden. This is not a video game. This this is, you know, you're, you're going to go out and play in the NFL. I mean, nothing beats that, regardless of where you're at. Nice. So just kind of like a lead into what we were talking about there, about the campus experience there. So just in, in college, is there anything that you could have done maybe like preparing yourself for a little bit longer run there, maybe a little bit less partying, maybe not as many groupies. I mean, yeah, what is it, what is it mean, that you could have done? Could, what was the lady back, scene like yeah, there? Yeah, and, uh, and if you could describe the groupie. In how does full a detail for Ray, out? because yeah. he's been married yeah, yeah. for 25 years. Yeah, please, please. <laughs> well, I, I, met, I met my wife in college, so maybe oh, okay. it was, you know, a lack of groupies. Uh, Very nice. Shit, man, I, I got the shit in the stick. I mean, I, when I was in college, I dealt with injuries. And then when I got to, to the pros, you know, you're dealing with more injuries and once injuries start happening, man, I mean, that, that shit sucks. And you can't, I mean, you can't make the team in the cold tub. And that's, that is a true fucking statement, especially in New England more than any other team, probably in the NFL, right? They're on to the next one. And so, you know, after my rookie year and I saw that they drafted Darius, it's kind of like, all right, man, you got this kind of uphill battle, you know, and then you may end up breaking your foot your third year. And at that point, I mean, the way that they operate, and I still talk to Scott Pioli uh, to this day for, for stuff that I do for work. That's just their mentality, man. It's next man up, you know, no offense. See you later. Thanks for your services. Uh, here's a trash bag. Go pack your shit. 
Yeah. It, uh, yeah. It's a good lead into the Patriots stuff. We have some questions on that that we can fire through. Um, but we're now to the point where we look at Belichick and obviously we've been following him from a fan's perspective, but you were a second round pick. Uh, there, uh, Duke Dawson, you know, there's, uh, there's a bevy of second round picks that Belichick has made or even first round picks. And it's almost like he has this spiteful like uh, uh, motivation against either developing these high round picks because he likes something more in the later rounds with more value or just kind of likes to mold them in their way. But do, yeah. do, you, do you see any type of pattern there with these, like Nikhil Harry is the latest example of a first round pick that didn't work out at a skill position, right? It just seems like there's yeah. a pattern there with the Patriots. I think I think when you look at you know first round and second round guys, I mean you're you're coming in to not just start, but especially when you're coming into New England, I mean they expect you to start and be you know a perennial type player. And so if you're not that, and they got other shit to do, right? Because you're you're coming in to fill a need, right? So when I came in, it's not like we had a plethora of DBs you know, around, around me, right. To even mentor me. Right. I mean, the best guy was Ellis Hobbs and he wasn't exactly the best mentor. And so, you know, I, I think in, in fairness to Bill, I mean, that's not his job. Right. So if you do get hurt or if you're a little bit of a slow starter, you know, bro, you're out, got to find somebody else because I brought you here to literally replace somebody. And so like, in my case, I was there to basically replace Asante yeah. and he just didn't have time for it. Right. I mean, I was a slow starter. You end up getting hurt on top of that. And so it's like, well, shit, I got a need I needed to fill, especially the way the Super Bowl ended, you know, the year before, you know, that's just the reality of it, right? And so for some of these guys coming in first, second round, you know, you're not going to get the the hand holding and all that other shit, right? So he's going to focus on if I can get a guy that's, you know, sixth, seventh undrafted, do the same thing, I'm going to put more effort into that. And I'll just offload this guy, whether you release him and you just take fucking cap hit or you trade him. Yeah. I, 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 we go back and forth on if that's the right thing or not. Like, you know, should your draft position there, determine? There is, there is no rocket, you know, there, there's no, I guess, formula for this thing, right? I mean, there's guys that are super successful at other teams that as soon as they translate over to another team, shit just does not work, right? And until you're able to be on the practice field with somebody, like, shit always looks good in film, or it may look like shit on film, and then the guy's like the best shit ever when he shows up to your team. Right. Uh, you know, that's that's where the scouting department helps. But even that is like not a perfect science. How much is the human element there? Just like the relationships that you could build with like the organization and staff there. Like how much does that come into success for a player? I think more so than people think. I think if you feel welcomed and you feel welcomed in the building, uh, you had a good relationship with your not just your head coach, but especially your position coach, trainers, you know, it just makes your life that much easier right? You feel comfortable, you're happy. You know, the transition from college to the pros is a big jump for a lot of folks, right? And so if you're not used to that, then, you know, that may be, you know, another thing that you have to work on, right? Like, I don't want to sit here and worry, does my coach like me, right? On top of trying to make the team, depending on your environment. So, yeah. you know, especially when you look at New England, the environment, at least at that time, and, and still to this day is so intense. If you don't have that relationship with your coach, that's just another, that's just another fucking hurdle that you know you just got to deal with right and for me I didn't necessarily get along with my DB coach um you know I didn't have a whole lot of mentors you know I I, I was in that kind of era of all the guys that were towards the later part of their career so I mean the one guy that I talked to a lot on the team there's really two guys uh was Teddy Bruschi I talked to a lot because I played golf with him 
I talked to Randy a lot too, not not so much because he wasn't on defense. But John Lynch, even though he was there for a short time, I talked to him oh, probably more than anything. Out of John Lynch, right? <laughs> so you know, me and him were roommates the the night we play Tampa Bay, and then he gets cut. I think a couple of weeks later, but right, that's that's the type of environment that I'm talking about, right? Like, who do you <laughs> gravitate towards? And if you don't have that, you know, kind of support system built into the team then yeah man one is the loneliest fucking number out there and you were at the epicenter of that you know when you talk about like the brady run from 01 to you know the last one that 2000 specifically that 2009 team you guys they they jettisoned boss they shipped out vrabel brewski and harrison retired right um, yeah yeah, Sante was there. Yeah, there, was a lot of shit, there was a lot of shit going on when I was there. <laughs> you guys won the division ten and six, but it's like deemed one of Belichick's like worst coaching like yeah, uh, I mean, years yeah. because of all the turmoil. Do you feel like they he lost the locker room in that? Like, did you guys have a sense that it wasn't the same as when you first got there? Or? No, I feel like there was like a lot of pressure. And then you know, obviously, like my first career game is when Tom blew his fucking knee out. So you you're starting off with the whammy <laughs> out the gate. But then, like, the way that the Super Bowl was lost the year before, there's this expectation and pressure. And then as soon as you lose a game or you don't play as well, there's even more pressure, not just from the fans, but internally, right? Like, it's all over the place. And I think once you start that kind of downward trend, especially from a mental aspect as a team, it's really hard to change it and be like, oh, yeah, we can do this, we can do that. And so I think looking back on it, I mean, I think if we were just to relax and just have more fun and just not give a fuck what everybody thought, you know, I think some things would be different. But that, again, that was just the environment back then, right? Expectations were exceedingly high. I mean, stupid high. Yeah. You're saying about that, about like, you know, so high in the intense level of Belichick. Do you think he's getting softer now because the kids that are coming up through college are softer and like their feelings are hurt all the time? Like the way he's dealing with Mac Jones <laughs> kind of thing, like a – He's in a bubble. Hey, you hey, can't hey, really hey, hurt hey, his hey. ego and stuff. But I'm just saying, so, like, it seems like Belichick's getting softer now that the kids coming up are soft these days, you know? I don't think Belichick will, will ever be soft, number one. So what you what you see behind closed doors is pretty similar to what you see in person in interviews. He's very blind. Wow. He raised your eyes to the point. But I also do think you have to adapt as a coach, right? So, like, yes, the new generation of player is way different from when I played, right? There, there's a lot more prima donnas in the group. They have, they're a lot more vocal. Social media wasn't really a thing when I was playing. Now it's a, a thing, right? So yeah. as a coach, there's just certain ways that you have to come about things, right? And and I think he's doing a good job. So I don't necessarily think he's being soft. I just think that's the, that's the modern athlete, right? You know, unfortunately, as a coach, you can't run in there and MF everybody all the time like he used to, right? You could do that shit to Randy and Tom or, you know, whoever, but, you know, MF and, you know, Mac Jones or Tyreek Hill or whoever it is out there, I mean, that's either going to be received really, really well or because of the nature of the sport now, especially on the business side, players have so much say in shit compared to what we used to have. You may piss off the wrong guy as a coach and all of a sudden you got a bigger fucking problem. I was just going to say that we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago about uh, just the money and across pro sports and how, you know, uh, unbelievable it's getting. And it's, it's interesting to see, you know, the market is, is following, you know, capitalism's points like the high end is high and the loan is low and the guys in the middle are, are, you know, not making as much anymore. But I think you're right. When you talk about coaches don't have as much authority because if a guy's making, you know, and Aaron Rodgers is making $50 million a year, it's like, yeah. I don't You're probably not going to say a whole lot, right? I mean, and 
it's not necessarily a bad thing. It just depends on is that your natural coaching style, right? Yeah. And there's some coaches that are typically a player's coach. They're very friendly. They're not going to MF you. They they get it. And there's coaches that are very old school in their mentality to where they're going to get in your face and get in your ass a little bit. And all of a sudden, if I have this quarterback that's making $50 million a year, again, the last thing you need to do is rub somebody the wrong way because as a player now, especially if you're a top dog in really any league, you know, the amount of sway that some of these players have is far greater than it ever has been in, in history. You, I mean, you hear about some of these top quarterbacks that are now having a say in who the team is going to fucking draft, right? And yes, you may want to have an opinion if you're looking at an O-line or something like that, but literally swaying that pick because of your, your quarterback is something that never, ever, I've never even heard of that shit before, yeah. right? <laughs> but now it's very, it's, it's, you hear, you hear it all the time. And we, and we've heard it for years and years and years, you know, the success of the Patriots and, you know, so revolved around Brady and his ability to be that guy that allowed Brady to, or allowed Belichick just to rip him in front of all you guys and, and the whole organization and, you know, just kind of move on to the next one, allow himself to be coached. Did you, did you witness that? Um, as you oh, know, yeah. I mean, everybody gets, everybody gets MF all the time. I don't give a shit who you are. <laughs> uh, you know, Tom, Tom gets MF and so does Randy and Teddy and, and all that. But I think, you know, the one thing with Tom is Tom just brushes that shit off. You know, I think his confidence level is so high higher and was so high. I mean, to a degree, it's kind of like, look, bro, if you want to MF me, you could put somebody else in the fucking game, but you're probably not. So, right. Right. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, like, you got a little leverage there. Yeah. A little <laughs> leverage there. <laughs> as, um, <clears throat> sorry, Bob, I know you got a question, but I was interested to see as one of like, I don't know, maybe 12 guys that came through the program at that time that didn't get to a Super Bowl with the Patriots. Do you have like a, a chat group, <laughs> like a support group or, or an AOL <laughs> chat? <laughs> <laughs> every 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 time somebody hears that I play for New England, I'm like, look, bro, let me just get the elf out the room right now. <laughs> you were so like, there's a four year gap, and like you were the one. <laughs> yeah, I just I just tell people like, look, bro, my first game is when Tom blew his knee out. Yeah, <laughs> so that tells you how my shit went. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Uh... What's the funniest story you have from your time with the Patriots here? I, I mean, it was Vince Wilfork shaving cream, a kicker in the locker. Like, what was going on in there? Tell me something Man, funny. I got all sorts of shit. Um, probably the funniest one was like maybe my second year, and we're we're in a Thursday practice, so we're you know we're going through some situations. That's a big thing for for Bill. So we're going through actually punt team, backed up punt, and I forgot. I think it was. Malesko or Zalesko, whatever the punter's name was back then. And all he has to do is kick the ball as far as he can out of bounds. And he was a left-footed punter. And, of course, we're all just fucking running down there. And he shanks one. He just out flat shanks it. He kicks it maybe five yards straight out of bounds. So Bill blows a whistle. He's pissed off. And Bill's kind of funny, right? So he'll fuck with him. He kind of looks at him like, we're doing this again. So we line back up. And he doesn't shank it he like overcorrects it and kicks it dead in the middle of the fucking like he couldn't draw a perfect straight line down the middle of the field dead in the middle of the field not what we're going for and so bill is kind of look at him like look bro if you have to turn your dick to the fucking sideline kick the shit <laughs> out of bounds as far as you can kick it and of course he steps up and he's a rookie too so he's freaking out and he fucking shanks it straight out of bounds again, like 10 yards. And I'm just sitting on the sideline dying laughing. I was like, he probably shit himself like four times right now. <laughs> <laughs> and so 
the drill was over and that was the end of that but that shit the whole interaction that's that shit was funny is that Mesco Zoltan Mesco? Yeah, it was him. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was early. It was like <laughs> super early in his rookie year, and he just—that was the first time Bill ever like really got into him in front of everybody. But it was hilarious. Nice. <laughs> Put your dick to the side. Man. Um, that's great, man. We won't take it too much longer, but we we wanted to get into what you got going on now. But just your opinion on, uh, you know, if you're if you're following the Patriots still or or the NFL, um, you know, uh, we had Week One last week. You know, Mac throws yeah. 300, but they come up short. You, you seen anything with uh, with our Pats? You think they can win with a mediocre defense like they're back in 2003? Or, or uh, negative, yeah. <laughs> they, they cannot. I mean, they got they got some issues, right? And I think, you know, Mac needs to do a better job of maybe controlling the clock a little bit more. Maybe that's a function of play calling. You know, but at the end of the day, if your defense sucks, especially in today's game, you're going to get your ass beat. That's just the reality of it. It's already an offensive game. And so if your defense ain't solid, if you're, if you're giving up, I would say shit, even more than 10 to 14 points a game, you you will lose like every game. You just, you can't, you can't do that shit. That's not, it may not be fair, right? But the way the, the game is played, everybody wants to see points, which means, you know, the focus needs to be on defense. So, you know, maybe you need to change some things up. I still talk to Mayo every once in a while. Um, so I know they're they're working hard up there, but I, I I think they got an opportunity. I think with Aaron going down, I mean, all of a sudden they're they're not the favorite because you still got the Bills, but you don't know what they're about, right? They're they're all over the place. Same with the Chiefs. So that was that was kind of a shocker out the gate, um, you know. So we'll we'll kind of see how one. things go for them. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, the AFC East. What once what people are going in and think it was going to be one of the strongest in the league. <laughs> Everyone that was, it's week like one. It's like I don't yeah. know. Every quarterback sucked yeah. this week. Yeah, so. after after week one, I think you know it's it's a toss up at this point, right now. I mean, yeah. to me, you're going to look at who, who really who has the best defense. Miami's always somewhat solid. I'm still not necessarily sold on their quarterback, right? I mean, I know he went through all this stuff last year, but I was never really truly sold on him on being on that elite level anyway. You know, whether he has Tyreek or not, I mean, that's just now Tyreek's a fucking monster, right? But you can solve that problem, right? You could double him. You could do all sorts of shit that you want to do. But is the quarterback going to make up for that? I don't personally see it. You look at the Jets with Aaron. It was still the fucking Jets at the end of the day whether they got Aaron. So I <laughs> counted oh, yes. to me. Preach. It was really going to be New England and really Buffalo at that point. And, you know, really looking at everything, I mean, the Bills are always solid. I still always kind of like New England because they would always play sound, mistake-free football. But if your defense ain't worth a shit, yeah, I think you got you got Blockhead up in Buffalo who can sling in a thousand miles an hour, and you got scrambled eggs brain down in Miami. So you know things could things could bounce the right way for New England, but they need to. They're not good enough to just outright win it. I don't think. No, they're gonna need they're gonna need some help, right? I mean, unless they make some moves in free agency or something. I mean, we'll see kind of who's out there and all that stuff, right? But you know, looking at the the roster, I mean, it's solid, but does it scream we're gonna beat the shit out of people? No, 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 they're throwing no. a fucking Asian no. booty to try and keep the game going on fourth downs. Like Devontae Parker can't do that. Hey, we're gonna let you go, but uh, uh, reading up on what you're doing now, uh, really interesting stuff. Is it uh, Atavis or at uh, how do you how do you pronounce Atavis. it? Atavis, Atavis. It just depends on what part of the country you're from. I'm from the okay. south, so you know I there say it a certain way. Cool. But so, so that, uh, yeah. yeah so, how did that come about? How did ahead, you come yeah. up with that venture? Uh, where did the opportunity come from? Like, is this something that 
uh, happened to you in your career that you just wanted to help out with the coming up of the youth and getting them to start tackling properly? Uh, yeah, kind of. For me, like when I retired, I worked for the Cowboys for a number of years. I was front office for almost five and a half years. And then I transitioned into the sports technology space. So the company I worked for before actually made a mouthpiece that tracked TBIs and concussions. I've had a few myself and I know a bunch of guys that are going through things. So for me, the health and safety of players just made a lot of sense. And so what we do at Atavis is we actually break down the mechanics of the tackle. We actually take all those data points and feed it into our system. So we were actually the only company that will actually grade somebody's tackling ability and if they're actually good at it. Um, so right now we, we've worked with teams like Carolina Panthers, Oma, Michigan State, Army. I mean, the list goes on. But we're trying to solve the riddle of, okay, if I could take data set from the mouthpiece, right, I know there's an impact. I know how hard it is. But what did that player do to cause that? Now you can start to make rule changes that actually make sense. So, you know, we were doing a lot of cool things. We're working with a lot of cool people. We just signed a, a seven-year deal with the NJCAA. Uh, we're going to sign a big deal with the NAIA here in a little bit. Uh, I got a group down in Mexico I'm talking to. Um, it's been fun. It's been exciting. So that's that's kind of what I do now is, you know, basically help the game, uh, help them make it be safer from a tackling perspective, which happens every play, uh, yeah. hopefully, unless, you know, you're getting bombed on uh, going for a touchdown, which I've yeah. done a few times and you're not tackling anybody but the goalpost. But uh, <laughs> it's, been, it's been pretty cool. Do you think um... – do you think that, you know, programs like yours, yours can work their way up and have an impact at the highest level with, with the NFL and in conjunction, do you think that the latest CBA what was it 2011 and the lack of tackling and in the preseason and the way the rules have changed to the point where like, you know, guys are easing up. Um, do you think though there could be a swing back to the defensive player in the NFL? If they can, you know, if we get a new generation of tacklers, we can bring some yeah. more physicality back in the game if they're doing it right. Yeah. And I think, I think you have to, right. You can't be good at something if you don't ever practice. I mean, that's like a fucking oxymoron. I've never heard of saying, Hey, here's a keister to Ferrari, but you don't, you've never practiced driving before. Right. There's a reason why you get a fucking driver's license. For Same with tackling. And so to me, there's no, there's no shock, at least in my opinion, that all of a sudden we're having more injuries and guys retiring earlier on because they just simply don't practice it. Like, yes, you can lighten the load on the player during the week by not doing it as much, but you still have to practice tackling. There is a way to tackle aggressively and safely, which is why we worked with the Carolina Panthers a couple of years ago and they were the best tackling team in the league. They were the number two defense in the league. Two, two, so, baby, two, two, little, little. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> so, you know, realistically, right, if you tackle better, you're going to have a better defense and it's safe. Like we're the only company that actually has a, a white paper that was written by a mechanical engineer that proves that or style of tackling is safer. And that's something that hopefully the NFL catches wind of. I've had conversations with them. I'm very, very connected uh, in the league office, but uh, for now they're going to try to figure it out on their own and, you know, maybe they will. Who knows? Yeah, of course they are. All right, two lightning questions for you at the end, and, and we appreciate your time here. Uh, Bobby, you want to kick it off? Sure. Toughest wide receiver you ever went up against? Randy Moss, period. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you uh, – that was just in practice, or did you have to face him live? Uh, did they turn around and play uh, you guys I faced, again? I faced him once when he, was, when he was in Minnesota once. Okay. But in practice, I mean, he would do – I mean, he does shit that blows your mind, right? I mean, watching watching him – on the field, he will do stuff that you're just like, there is no defense for that. There's no coaching for that. The first time I ever got mossed in practice, you know, Bill came up to me and I'm a rookie and I was thinking he was 
So I was preparing to get my ass tripped, like most people do. And he actually came up, shook my hand. It was like, you just got mossed. And I was like, wait a minute. That's all you got to say. <laughs> <laughs> Raymond. Okay. Who's on your cornerback, Mount Rushmore? Ooh, Tom. Tom for sure. Tom, I mean, that's, that's an easy one. Yeah. <laughs> um, Everybody puts Brett Favre up there, but the the interceptions for me is not not you know I'm gonna have to count him out there. So Tom, Tom for sure, and then I'm probably gonna say Michael Vick, which I think a lot of people forget about. Wow, right? Except and for Peter. Peter, Peter remembers him forever. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, Mike Vick, and <laughs> fucking Mike Vick. First of all, hold on. Time out. <laughs> Joe Montana, Dan Marino, John Elway, Peyton Manning, any of those guys ring a bell? Yeah, yeah. But I'm just thinking, like, in terms of like, if if you look at the top quarterbacks that I want to say changed the game, but started to change the game, what Mike could do, I don't think anybody has seen that shit before, right? At that time. That's why he that's why he's up there for me. He was a cheat code back in the day. He was a cheat code, right? If he didn't get in all that shit, he would have records galore. Right. You put where where's where's Lamar? Where's Lamar close to Vic? I don't think he has the physical tools like Mike did. I've seen Mike throw the football 70 yards in fucking air. Yeah. Like on a rope. That's crazy. That's that's shit that's just like there's no there's no defense for that there's no cheat code for that he is a cheat yeah right so yes i mean peyton's up there on it the obvious ones right but you know mike is one that i think people forget about because of everything he had a little bit of a hiatus but even when he came back i mean i believe the first pass he ever threw when he come when he came back from everything was 70 fucking yards like on a rope in the air and it's like oh yeah he was pushing mvp votes in philly there for sure. Yeah. I mean, when we played game. him, I was like, this is unreal. <laughs> this is not real. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Nuts. But I think but that's yeah, a... I mean, I'm with the time. Mike Vick, Peyton, Steve Young. I grew up as a Steve Young fan, Don Elway. But I think in terms of like physical ability, to me, it's it's probably going to be Tom, Mike Vick. And then I would even probably put like a Dante Culpepper up there oh, from shit. a physical <laughs> ability. <laughs> You're just trolling us now, Terrence. We're going to let you go on that. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a fantastic fucking answer. We appreciate your time. Uh, thanks for hanging out. Great stories. Some Pat stuff there. Um, yeah, we appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. If you guys uh, want to catch up again, just let me know. I'll, I'll Absolutely, talk that man. shit all day. <laughs> for sure, man. Yeah, maybe maybe mid-season or something. We'll talk about how shitty the Patriots are doing. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I mean, fingers, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. yeah. We're with you, man. We're with you. All right. Take it easy. Thanks. All right. Thank you much. Later, man. Fucking Dante Culpepper. You gotta be <laughs> he was trolling at the end. Come yeah, on. That was awesome. Come on. Yeah, well, maybe if the you... usuals, but let me throw in Dante Culpepper yeah. right at the end. Maybe if you enunciated your goddamn word. I know. I said, I said cornerbacks, but he probably so, heard you get back. so jittery. You're so nervous, you know? It's okay. All right, baby. It's all right, baby. It's okay. Okay. Uh... It's still funny. I think that was better off, though. I think that was a better question because well, it wouldn't have led to that. Yeah, I mean, what Mike else Vick thing. Brady, like, Steve Young, Mike Vick, and Dante Culpepper. <laughs> one of these things is not like the other. Yeah, the Tom uh-huh. one was probably just obligatory. Yeah. Oh, well, hey, you have to start that off. 
Oh, it was a New England show? Yep. Tom Brady yeah. won. Tom Brady. Then I'll give you Mike Vick. Yeah. <laughs> People forget Mike Vick. Not Peter. Peter remember. <laughs> Peter always <laughs> will remember. 